Welcome to Tal's Tips, an empowerment podcast where we explore coaching topics such as mindfulness, mindset, motivation, and everything in between. Join me, Talia Mervash, every week as I interview successful humans who are business owners, coaches, educators, leaders, and creators. We will connect on life's challenges, relationships, and most of all, purpose. Through this podcast, we will find out the tips and tricks that worked for these inspiring individuals and how they live their life in alignment with their purpose. These conversations will hopefully empower you to explore your own passions and hire a coach of your own one day. Each episode is filled with intuitive wisdom that will get you fired up to live the life of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, beautiful souls. Yes, you're here. It's Monday, hopefully. If not, thank you for catching this at a different time of the week. We are so happy you are here today. I have someone very, very special that I want you to meet personally because I have had such a wonderful connection with her since meeting her on Clubhouse. So I just want to welcome and praise this beautiful soul because she is giving us some really good tips on strengths-based testing and just the Enneagram and so many amazing things that we can actually use as tools to benefit our lives. So let's get into it. We have with us today the founder of Saunders Says and Wild, Nicole Saunders. Nicole Saunders is a business coach for female identifying entrepreneurs. She empowers women to grow their businesses by tapping into their personalities and strengths. When not working with clients, Nicole can be found hiking in the Blue Ridge Mountains in North Carolina with her husband and their three dogs while jamming out to Mumford & Sons. She loves making pottery and is obsessed with personality tests. We're going to learn all about those personality strengths and how we can use them. Instead of hustling and burning out, we want flow and ease. So I cannot wait. Let's dive in right now. Get ready. Nicole Saunders is here. Hello, Nicole Saunders. I have the honor and privilege of interviewing you today. And I just can't wait because I know you're a hot commodity and I just can't wait to like hear with your wisdom and learn from you. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, I know. And I just, I follow you on Instagram, obviously, but we met on Clubhouse and it's really interesting because I don't even know what room it was because it was a while ago now, but it's been so incredibly just inspiring to hear you talk in any room that you're in like I just follow you everywhere now and I'm like it's just so real and raw and authentic and I feel like those are the words that describe you best and I really only interview people that are real raw and authentic so I just want to thank you for being you and your purple self purple hair self and your dog loving self I just I want to know all the things so just tell us a little bit about who you are. Where are you? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. So thanks for such a nice introduction. Um, I think that kind of describes me because I am an Enneagram 4. Um, so I'm right outside of Charlotte. I know um, Tal just moved up this way. So hopefully one day we'll get to meet for yeah. real in person, which will be really cool. But I'm born and raised out here and uh yeah, met on Clubhouse and have enjoyed following Tal around on Clubhouse as well. It's it's a really good place for networking. So if you haven't been on there, I mean, I highly recommend it. It's it's 
just a different thing. Like it's, it's such a, like I'm at a loss for words because it's such an amazing platform to just network and meet people. So I agree. I think that being on clubhouse was first super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I think that was like the first week that I found you on there and just reading bios and making sure, you know, you find your right people just by listening to them. And it's like, I want to be around people like you. I want to be around like-minded women who are entrepreneurs and who are passionate and multi-passionate. And that's exactly what you encompass. So I know that we have a lot in common too, because we, we talked previously and you had left higher ed and I'm in higher ed and it's just, we have so many things that connect and clubhouse brought us together. And it's just amazing because you're so close to me in distance but I never knew you existed. And it's, it's just crazy. I've, I met so many other people that are like close to me and I'm like, you know, there's no algorithm to clubhouse. It's not like you tagged a location and I followed it or whatever, or used a hashtag. It's like, we literally met by serendipity. Like it's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I like about the platform. Like it's really I found people I never knew existed. Like Instagram always shows the same people. Um, and like I'll geotag or like places like I, I geotagged Iowa on a post recently and my friends were like were you in Iowa are you fr-? and then new people were like are you from Iowa and I was like no and I was like I took the picture in Iowa like <laughs> that's hilarious that's yeah. so funny I never really understand the location tagging anyway like I've been doing Charlotte I've been doing Jacksonville because that's where I just moved from and I'm like I don't even know does this even I don't even know, but yeah. that's just yeah. so funny. I, I support you going to Iowa if you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the winter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I'm struggling here just in Charlotte because being from Florida, I'm like, no, I can't do this much longer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need sunshine. So I really want to touch on just what you do in general, because I know you you recently just switched to business coaching, mm-hmm. um, but I want to talk about how you even got into your whole Pinterest marketing strategies and helping people with that. Like, how did that all happen? And form? Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you the full story. <laughs> so basically my last year in higher education, I um, was selling this direct sales company product and I decided to launch a blog. So I did this blogging course and it was really good and it was in the summer. Now also in my office, we were an office of four. We went from an office of four to an office of two in a matter of two weeks. So um, university-wide they were downsizing and then my supervisor left. So it was a struggle, <laughs> but I still did my blogging and you know, still went to work and all that jazz. Um, so in November-ish, I had wrote before this post about Tailwind, which is a system that you can use to automate your Pinterest. And they also have Instagram now too, but they reached out and they were like, hey, we want to promote your blog post. And I was like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Thanks. So I was like, yeah, of course you can promote it. Thanks. Um, But also I had a friend who went through that same blogging course and was like, hey, I need some pin images made. I was like, okay, cool. I can do that. Like that was my first paying client ever. So then I was like, I want to be a VA. I kind of want to get in this world. Like, I don't even really know what a VA does. Nobody talks about it really. Mm -hmm. So I started working for someone else um, who also did blogging and sold in direct sales and this and that. And so I did, um, helped her with a bunch of different stuff. So branding and Pinterest and her Facebook group management, just all the things. Um, 
and so I was still obviously working full-time and things uh started just to look bleaker and bleaker and I was like okay this has got to change like I was really unhappy um looking back it was it was like wow but um my co-worker ended up leaving he left early February and then my mentor launched her program to teach people how to be Pinterest managers so I was like okay I was at this conference and I was like if I can find three people to pay you know a beta price I can do the payment plan I never paid a thousand dollars for anything but I was like I'm going to do this so I'm like sitting at this conference and I'm like up in my hotel room like doing interviews like trying to get you know clients and whatnot and so anyway so I end up uh purchasing the course and that was like right around Valentine's and my last full-time day at the office was March 2nd so I mean it was a matter of weeks like I was already halfway out the door but um, I was, I was like, this has got to work. Like there is no yeah. safety net. And I told my husband one day in, in January, I said, I can't do this anymore. I was like, you know, I, I've got to go. And, and I had also picked up this other like job. It was because I was like, just really trying to get out of there. And it was a um, consulting job and it was basically all commission. And I was like, I never had a commission job for anything, you know, whatever. And I had asked the lady, I said, so how many clients do you have? And she was like, one. I was like, oh my gosh, she has one client. I have one client. So I told my husband, I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. He was like, so go do it. I was like, okay, sold. So like, it just all like everything lined up and I started doing Pinterest and, you know, whatever I could do to have money coming in. And I was like, ghostwriting, you know, all the things. And it was so much like, but I really like loved Pinterest and also branding. But then the August after I left, I went to this uh, intensive with two women and they're like, like the first thing they said to me was like, you get to pick one, what do you want to do? Pinterest or branding? And I was like, Pinterest, <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah. So I had like six clients then. And like six months later I had 17 clients. So it was just like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's definitely a hot market. And I per I personally have not used Pinterest in years and I don't for my business, but I know it has potential. And I think people like you that know about it and have like actually taken the time to like, you know, educate yourself on how it works and mm -hmm. all of those things. I think that's amazing. And you figured it out early on to where you were like, I could do this. I could really do this. Yeah. And yeah, I think when you decide, especially about like leaving your job or your career path, right? Mm -hmm. You you really declared it before it even happened. You were like, yeah, no, I can't do this. Like you literally yeah. said it before you made it real. And well, that's the hard part, I feel like. <laughs> and I think what happened to me was seeing the blindsidedness of my coworker getting her job deleted basically. Right. And like, she had no idea. My supervisor had no idea. Like, it was just like crazy to me. And yeah. I was like, okay, if this can happen in a job that feels very safe to me, right? That there is no such thing as safe being no. like safety, no. you know, right. like, so if I'm going to rely on anybody and depend on anybody, I'm willing to bet on myself mm -hmm. and no one else. Ooh. So love that yeah, I yeah. love that and I relate to that conversation that you just had with yourself like so much because I've been having that conversation daily with myself and my husband like you know it we love the security we love having that like 
full-time pay, you know, making sure we get a paycheck every other week or month or whatever. We love having the benefits and whatever, even though we barely use the benefits, even though we barely take the time off and barely you and barely go to the doctor and barely go to the dentist, you know, like we pay for all of these things within our own paycheck. And it's like, huh, I could live without it. I could not live without it, but you could make it on your own. Yeah. And you, yeah. It's just the security of having that mindset that we're programmed to have this career forever and ever and retire and be done. And it's yeah. like, well, there's so much more to life and there's so much more to learn. Exactly. And even after Pinterest, like you're, you just switched and pivoted a little and now you're doing business and it's like, duh. And you might pivot 17 more thousand times. That's okay. But yeah. you get to decide that. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, in full transparency, like last year I tried to pivot to business coaching and for whatever reason, I don't know why, like it just, the stars did not align up. And then my dad passed away in March and then COVID happened and the world shut down and path of least resistance. I know Pinterest, I had Pinterest clients and I was good at it. I was like, okay, let's just do this and we'll get through it. And then it was like clubhouse. Like I was like, man, we're all freshmen in college. I can literally reinvent myself and nobody knows. So I mean, I had a podcast interview the other day with another woman and she was like, you did Pinterest? And I was like, wait, people don't know me as the Pinterest girl anymore. This is amazing. That was so cool. I was like, yes, it's working. You can just start whenever though. Like it doesn't even Mm -hmm. have to be with a new app. It could be anytime. And I feel like, yes, social media pins us down a little bit, but you can start another one. You can start a new one tomorrow and you can be whoever you want to be. And that's just so incredible and amazing mm-hmm. and you've you've really just you've impacted so many lives in, di- in different ways and now like, like from Pinterest now you're doing business so tell us a little bit a, a, a little bit about business coaching because what does that look like for you and I know you do little strength-based assessments yeah, like yeah. so all of my coaching is personality and strength-based business coaching so nothing cookie cutter that's like hey here's this framework everybody goes through it It just really depends on each client so bringing my almost decade-long experience in higher education and marrying that with my entrepreneurship and just really making the best of both because I love like And this is what I miss most about higher ed is the transformation I used to see, like the impact I had on students directly. Like I miss that so much. And now I get to have that again. And it's just so fulfilling. Like I didn't have that with Pinterest, you know, like I didn't see the impact of me on client. I knew it was there, but not seeing it felt disconnected in some ways for me. So Um, Yeah, so my coaching is all about the individual. So looking at, you know, are they in Enneagram one? Okay, they like everything very structured and it's a right or wrong and helping them through that and to get to that end goal. So whatever that end goal is, and it looks different for everybody. So um, and the two frameworks I typically look at are either Myers-Briggs or Enneagram because those seem to be the most familiar with people. but I do also like uh, strengths class and true colors. And I mean, I'm starting to learn about human design. I'm no means by any expert. I will literally just scratch the surface a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's so interesting. Yeah. That is amazing. And that is so different than any other business coach I've ever worked with or heard, heard of, mm-hmm. because that is so individualized 
that you can't really make it like you can't just make a one size fits all that's not how it works it's like we make it for you specifically Mm -hmm. yeah yeah speaking from a true Enneagram four again like I just it's gotta be unique you know so yeah (laughs) yeah I love that and that's so that's like a perfect perfect imperfect way to help someone Mm -hmm. you know it's like wow I'm having someone help me figure out one who I am and how to use that to my advantage. I just, mm-hmm. I love that. We, in my PMP, in my Practice Makes Purpose program, we use um, the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs. Yeah. Um, and they, they do a little bit of archetype work too. Okay. Um, so we figure out who you are, what you are, what you like, what you don't like. And then we try to, they, they go on their own paths and figure out, okay, how can I use my past, present, and future to like help me get mm-hmm. there? where I want my future to go and it's let's just take a quick second to chat about my signature group coaching program practice makes purpose or as I like to call it PMP PMP is an eight-week group coaching program specifically designed for ambitious women to step into who they were always meant to be You will be learning and self-discovering alongside like-minded, high-vibe women ready to grow with you. Within this eight weeks, you will let go of limiting beliefs and unnecessary roadblocks, gain confidence in your life's past, present, and future self, as well as translate your passions, talents, and gifts into a purpose-driven life. Not only do you get eight meetings with the group, but you'll also have two private one-on-one coaching calls with me. You'll also receive an accountability partner as well as action items each week and meet guest speakers. As a bonus, you will get two months of complete access to my book club, Unfolding Connections, totally free. We only accept 10 members total to keep it intimate and as personable as possible. And the waitlist is already filling up. If you or someone you know is interested in joining PMP individually or as a partner, email talstips at gmail.com. That's T-A-L-S-T-I-P-S at gmail.com. Now let's get back to this amazing episode. It's just so helpful. I just love that. I love that so much. So so what are some of the things that you offer? Like, do you have group? Do you have just one-on-one? So right now it's just one-on-one. I actually do have a group coaching program, but that is a, um, that evolved from what was going to be an in-person retreat um, and due to COVID got not, didn't happen. So it's a group coaching program and I've done group coaching before, um, but I really like the individualized coaching just because it is so personalized. And when you're working with different personalities, you know, especially like explaining or teaching something like everybody interprets and learns differently so the best approach is is just I think for me is one-to-one and I'm an introvert too so I think that's what that's another reason it works for me like I can help just focus on that one person so yeah yeah. I love that everyone really needs that one one one-on-one time regardless if it's group or not I mean it's so impactful when you get to look at the other person and look at their body language, read what they're feeling, how they're, how they're responding, what they're saying, picking that out and actually coaching from there. It's speaking of body language. I got a question for you. Are you on a bouncy ball? Yeah. You know, when oh, I laugh, I'm like up and down. So y'all gotta see her. She is all like, Oh yeah. This is my life. I haven't had a chair 
in over a year, literally since, oh since COVID started last March, I haven't sat in a chair oh like at all. And I mean, this has been so great. Like my hips from, from working in an office yeah. over a year ago to sitting on a bouncy ball since last March. So it'll be one year pretty much. And I cannot tell you the difference in posture, in my back, in, in my hips. It's it's, it works wonders. See, now I'm going to have to go buy me a bouncy ball because I'm like redoing my whole office, like home office life. You know, I used to actually have an office, but anyways um so I've been like hunting for this perfect office chair oh yeah and so y'all should just see Tal she's like bouncing it so I'm like like, what is going on over there (laughs) well I'm not even looking at me so I don't even know what you see but I'm probably like "Uh uh-huh so so ridiculous but yeah I coach on this ball I sit on this ball probably like 12 hour days and I don't feel a thing. Like my ass is perfect. <laughs> it like feels great sitting on the ball. I, yeah, I have no issues, but I told my mom about the ball and I got her one like target 15 yeah. bucks yeah. and load up yourself to whatever, however stern or stiff you want it. And yeah. you just, yeah, just making sure you're working on your posture and it's cause we yeah. both work on the computer a lot. So yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of my biggest things is like, one, I don't want to be trapped to a, to a metal box my entire life. And two, yeah. I'm really focused on health and movement because, yeah. you know, sitting is like the, the, mm-hmm. the smoking or whatever is what they right. say. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's important to keep your body healthy because that keeps your mind healthy. So you can do better work. Yeah. 100%. I, I realized it cause I was really uncomfortable sitting in my office environment for higher ed which I love. I love my job. I think helping students, like you said, is the most rewarding thing in the world. I just know that I have, and I've seen it, that we're able to do this on a whole nother level for ourselves instead of working for someone else. And it's just so much more impactful using our own skills to actually help someone rather than use our skills for maybe something we might not wholeheartedly agree with or whatever. Not to mention, I mean, um, I know you're still in higher ed, so I mean, I'm fully comfortable saying this, but higher ed pay sucks. Like oh for the amount of work you do and the, the yeah. amount of energy you give to your mm-hmm. students, like yeah. the pay is just absolutely a joke. Like it is. it is, regardless if you work for a private or, cause I've worked for multiple, I've worked for private and for state schools. And I, I have a master's degree exactly. in educational leadership yeah. with a concentration in higher education. So yeah, I, to say it, to say it in a nice light way for anyone listening that's in higher education, I make less than what I owe in my student loan just alone with my master's from (laughs) my master's loan. So if that says anything about what that is, I mean, what that's like, it's rough and it's hard, it's hard work. It's brutal. It it's long, it's tiring, but it is rewarding. And I love, I really love it, but I know that there are, there's more potential. And I'm very grateful. The institution I work for now lets me do my goal setting workshops and my passion work uh, vision boards and all of those things for my team. They let me do what I know I'm good at. And they let me do marketing. They let me make flyers. They let me 
create event brights and do all of those things that I'm like, like I could do with my eyes closed and they know that. So they, they let me do it. But I'm also like, y'all know I have my own thing. I, I have a podcast, I have a book club. I've got all these things going on and they're like, great, that's awesome. So eventually, yes, it's going to turn into a full-time thing where it's just for tell, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's really just about serving. Like that's all I've ever done and that's all I've ever known and all I've ever wanted to do. So just serving others and that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. But with my name behind it, not a school. And like you said, the security is great, mm-hmm. but is it really? You know, if, if, if we don't get a, a, the number of students I could go, I could be, I could be done. I could be, yeah. you know, and it's like, well, that's not how I want to live my life to that like quota, you know? Mm-hmm. So stepping, yeah, stepping away. I get why you did. And I think you have so many skills that you will always find something to do and you'll always be able to have that abundance coming in. So I love that. And I envy that. Um, and I know we talked about the ball that I'm sitting on and how you work on your health a lot. And I know you go to the gym all the time, which I also envy, but <laughs> we really have to take care of ourselves in order to like help other people, you know, with one-on-one it's yep. a lot of energy to get yep. to somebody yep. else. So you yeah. Got yeah. It's basically like putting on that oxygen mask. You have to put it on yourself first before you can put it on anybody else, you know, and on, a lot of like seeing my dad's health deteriorate and just knowing like, you know, a lot of that, I won't go into that, but um, a lot of that was other reasons that he passed, but you know, it is important to take care of your body. Cause um, like my trainer says, you can pay for it now or you can pay for it later. And so, you know, yeah. I'd rather spend the money and, and deal with it now. So. Oh my gosh. Yes. I have this quote in front of me on my vision board that I look at all day and it's like, if you don't make time for your wellness, you'll be forced to make time for your illness. Yeah. And it's like, I look at it all the time. And I actually wrote that in the last institution that I worked for because I was having like severe anxiety, heart palpitations. Like I was not okay. I was like so stressed, so overworked. And I was like, I would look at that quote and be like, so I left, I found another position that I was more valued in, in every way. And yeah, it's just, you gotta, you gotta take time off. And I preach that all the time on my towels tips, like, please just take the PTO. And if you don't, if you don't have a job that pays you PTO, pay yourself some PTO, take a day off. Like if yeah. you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, please, please give your world it. is still going to spin. Oh, yeah. yeah, The emails will be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trust me. And I think that's another thing that in business, like we're taught to like show up consistently, be there, be there, be there, keep going. And do you have any advice about that? Cause that's a whole, you know, a whole nother that could cause illness, <laughs> that could cause anxiety and all the things, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think hustle culture is a thing. Like people are like prodding themselves on being busy and how many meetings they have and this and that. And like, yeah, they're, you've got to do work right I mean like at the end of the day you can't just be like oh I just do nothing and I still make money I'm sure there are people like that but I personally don't know any (laughs) so you know I think it's important to know like yes you need to do work but you're also only on earth for one life right so you know if you're just always working and ignoring like your family or 
your children or dogs or whatever, you know, or yourself, like, what is the point? Like, if you are giving all to someone else, like, there's no point in, in continuing that. Like, the reason I love being self-employed is because of this freedom. And I think that's what we all want at the end of the day. Like, yeah, money adds to that. And like money can get you a lot of things, but the freedom is what it's about. Like for me, I want to be able to go hiking in the middle of the day or to target at like one o'clock on a Tuesday, you know, um, like those are things that I feel like I'm back in college again. And like, I actually just did a post on Instagram recently, like talking about, so I have narcolepsy and like, for me, I don't take meetings before like 10 AM ever, um, unless it's like, the only time the other person can meet and even then I'm like uh is there are you sure there's not any other time I can meet like I really try to push it but um for me it's just important to know like my personality my body my brain like I can't just operate like that and also like I want to go to the gym first and then I want to come home and ease into work and you know I'm not going to be sitting on this aluminum box this computer for days on end like no, that's not what I was put on this earth to do. Right, so. right. I mean, it's only at this point, it's only a, a, a platform for you to be able to serve mm-hmm. also because of COVID. And I love that you were saying before, you know, your group coaching turned into group coaching because it was a retreat. And I'm like, oh, you know, the only thing that I'm like extremely craving is like an in-person retreat. Yeah. So yeah. badly. I'm like, oh, I want to like, go and see people and like have a whole weekend of just awesomeness and relating and connecting and just interaction. I just, I feel regardless if you're an extrovert or introvert, it matters. This matters. And you're, you're doing it and we're all doing it online because this is the new, Mm -hmm. the new thing we're doing, but it doesn't necessarily have to mean we have to be stuck and glued to our screens all the time. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like isolation is so real as being an entrepreneur, like um, we face it. And that's part of the reason I wanted to do a retreat is because we like, we live in these little silos of, Hey, I do this work. People don't really understand what you're doing. I mean, now more people understand like working from home before than ever, but it's still, it's like, Oh, she makes money playing on Pinterest or she makes money just talking to people or whatever, but it's so much more than that. And people don't understand it. So unless you have that community and those resources to rely on, it can be really lonely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's definitely, you got to find, we got to stay together, you know, like Mm -hmm. if you're a multi-passionate woman, like just entrepreneur or someone who's just following your goals and dreams, like you got to find a a partner or someone to connect with because the only way you're going to stay motivated and inspired is by having these great conversations. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's something that this whole entire podcast has given me personally. And I hope it's given a ton of other people that, that connection to feel like, they're not alone with whatever they're working on. It is, it's, it can, it can feel dark and lonely, but it doesn't have to. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of groups out there too. I mean, most everything's virtual right now, but, um, you know, group coaching programs are good for that and masterminds, Mm -hmm. um, rising tide society. And then like just reaching out to people, like finding an accountability partner and, and, you know, or a mentor or somebody you can bounce ideas off of or, or whatnot. So yeah. 
Yeah, I agree completely. And I think what you're doing personally with, with your business coaching, you, you allow for that person, like you said before, with their strengths to find out like what's going to make them feel like they're making an impact and also taking care of themselves and understanding, okay, I'm an Enneagram three. Like I need, I need affirmation. I need to ask you like, how am I doing? How does everything look? Can you review this for me? You know, and making sure I get that feedback and understanding how's everyone feeling? Are we all good? <laughs> like, so, so speaking of that, could you give us an example of like how we can use whatever our listeners Enneagram numbers are how they can use that to their advantage just in some facet of the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think like looking at, you know, what you, so for example, like Enneagram three, so using Tao's Enneagram, they really want to be the best at whatever they do. They're kind yeah. of competitive in that, <laughs> in that realm. Um, so, you know, knowing that you want to be the best at whatever it is. So figuring that out and then figuring out the plan to get there. So knowing like, okay, if I want to be the best and get to this end result, what are things that I can outsource? What are th that I don't like, or I'm not good at? What are things that I truly need to do myself because of my face, like showing my face, like obviously Talca and outsource the podcast interviewing because it needs to be her voice. So <laughs> those types of things, like what really brings you joy yeah. and what doesn't. So I'm, um, for like an Enneagram too, who is somebody that really um, is here to serve and give to others, like making sure you're not giving everything to others. Like you still have to take care of yourself. Um, so just looking at your lens in that way um, and knowing what is going to serve you the most to get to your end goal. Yes. Love that. And that's so helpful for me because I definitely, I'm one to and I think it honestly goes with like my astrology too. Like I'm a Sagittarius and I'm like wholeheartedly like into that because it, it really, my whole birth chart has been explained to me multiple times. And I'm like, I'm full of fire. I'm a go-getter. Like there's nothing that can stand in my way, but it also aligns perfectly with an Enneagram three. So it's like, okay, this is interesting. I know myself though. And I know I don't like dealing with money. I don't like talking business. I like talking feelings and emotions. So I'm like, I'm outsourcing bookkeeping and I'm outsourcing accounting and I'm out, you know, and I, I have someone automating my website and all of these things that I'm like, it'll, it'll work out if I ask for help. Yeah. And that's, that's always something that I've struggled with because I just want to do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because you know that you're good and if you yeah. do it yourself, it'll get done. Yeah. And that's a, that's a way you can, you know, like you are obviously very um, in tune with yourself and um, on a higher level of understanding and all of that. So I think like knowing like, okay, yes, I can do this bookkeeping because I literally do the same thing. Like I can yeah. do the bookkeeping. Yeah but I never do it. Yes. So I outsource it. So. Yeah, exactly. And it just saves time. It saves energy. It might not save money, but at the end of the day, your energy is more important. And when you give money, and I've said this in multiple podcast episodes, when you give money, it's a source of your energy. So you're giving away, like, please help me out. This is full of light and love. Come back to me, you know? And when that's organized, it's worth it. And it'll just only make the system run better. 
as an entrepreneur. So yep. I love that. That's so helpful. And then what about the Myers-Briggs? Like, is there any feedback you can lend us? Because my, my students in PMP, they do that all the time in there. They're always like, okay, I'm in, I'm an INFP or I'm an ENTJ. Like, what does that mean? And so we read about it, but I'm not an expert in it. So yep. Yep. what advice can you give for people that are just finding out their acronym <laughs> yeah I think I'm um, just really knowing like and learning more about your acronym like as far as like your um type and then also the um I can't think of the name of it right now but um basically so like I'm an INFJ so the function so basically for me I'm intuition intuitive thinking for or intuitive feeling first so everything is internally and I'm feeling it um before I'm you know giving it out to the world so just understand like so people always come to me and they're like oh I'm an ENFJ we're so close and I'm like no not really like just because we have one letter difference doesn't mean we're like that but um just understanding your type and how you are perceived by others and how you interact with others so like for me as an INFJ, like I've had so many people be like, you're not an introvert. You're totally an extrovert. And I'm like, that's not what that means. I can be social. I can be nice. I can be friendly. Introversion does not mean that you have social anxiety or that you're shy or quiet. Yes, that can be a part of it. That can be a part of any personality type, yeah. but it doesn't make you an introvert. Like mm -hmm. it, it's all about how you process the world around you. Right. I always say just for that first letter, I always say, you know, like I get my energy from others. Like I feel you, but I, I get hyped up when I'm around other people and like, we're having this conversation and I'm like, this is where my energy is. I'm going to have energy for the rest of the day now because I'm connected with someone on another level. And not just in my head, you know, but you also might need to recharge. Like, I definitely love my alone time reading a nice book quietly, like having a cup of tea, no one bug me. That's perfect too. So, you know, and, and I also think they can change like over time within seasons, because I've had some people say like, oh, in high school, I took this and I was a INFP and now I'm an ENF whatever and it's like wow that's interesting you you had experiences when you were an adolescent and now you're 30 and you are a mom and all these other things have happened to you to kind of bring you out of your shell or put you in your shell or I don't know what do you think about that um so I kind of think that one in high school we probably don't really yeah. know our true yeah. self 100 percent. so we might just want to be like oh this sounds good this is, sounds like yeah. what I want to be but also too like I think at the end of the day it's about what comes most easy and natural to you mm. so while yes I can go off and have a conversation and be at a conference and give a speech and do all of this but when I leave that conference, I'm not jazzed up. Like, yes, I'm like excited. Like, oh, I met all these people and it's really cool and whatnot. But I'm going to need to sleep for three days. Yeah. <laughs> because it literally drains every ounce of energy out of me. And I think people like, especially probably moms, like having kids, it can be like, well, I'm tired all the time and I just need energy. But like, that's an extra layer onto that so like you have yeah. to kind of take that out of the picture and like yeah. really think about your true self so I think 
it's also kind of a continuum so like yes you might be on the line like people will say oh I'm an ambivert but I'm like I don't really agree with that like you're either one or the other it's just whatever comes naturally easiest to you right and when they're taking that test it's probably like because I I've even had students been like yeah I just I just picked one and I don't know I don't know which one which of the four questions like am I more this or more that would I rather I can't think of an, of an example right now, but would I rather do this or do that? And they just pick the middle five different times. And it's like, well, of course you're going to get your intuitive or your sensory, whatever, you know, or you're thinking more, but it could be skewed because the way you were feeling when you took the test, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. Yep. So I think that's important to keep in mind too. So do you have your clients take, take these assessments? Like before you start working together or like during? Well, it kind of depends. So when they come to me, like knowing like, Hey, what are you most familiar with? Like, what's your MBTI? Like I have them fill out this pre-assessment form and, um, ask about MBTI and Enneagram. And some clients will come to me and not know either. Some will come and know more about one. So it really depends on the client and what makes the most sense of reference for them. Um, if they come with neither, then, I typically will probably go with Myers-Briggs because that for me is easiest to understand, even though there's 16 types versus nine Mm -hmm. types. Like Enneagram, I feel like is harder or it's easier to mistype sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like I have a friend who thought she was a three for like years, but she's an eight. So it really comes down to like knowing yourself with, with no holds barred. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that makes me want to like retake the test because <laughs> it's been a little while and I've been like, yeah, I'm a three, but I do remember being super close to a different number that I can't even think of right now. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, it's just so funny because people will ask you like, Hey, what's your number? Like what anagram are you? Just so they can like already like understand you. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, you know, I have personality traits that are not all anagram. Like there yeah. are definitely certain things on there that I'm like, no, I don't feel that. Like I am this way or I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like I'm definitely a four, like (laughs) there's no argument against that, but I don't relate with the like feeling of abandonment at all. Like I just relate more with like being the most unique and also being really like in tune with my feelings. Like I have no problem being sad and crying and all of that. So Yeah. yeah. Yeah, same. I feel like I'm not sure about what threes have with like emotions and stuff, but as a Sagittarius, like I said before, we're brutal. We're like strict. We're blunt. We're like, ugh. And I'm like, I'm not sure if Enneagram threes are like that, but it doesn't really matter because I'm also really loving and I'm also really caring and all. And I think it's totally great to cry and feel down and be real about it and say like, I'm going to take the day off because I just need, I need to, I need to take a day. And I'm not sure that you can put a a title or a number on that type of person. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It takes time to like mold into who you want to be Mm -hmm. on top of understanding who you are. So I love that. I think, I think it's so helpful to do these, just no one's really understanding them or taking them to the next level. Like Mm -hmm. you do, you take them to the next level and actually let them utilize what they're learning about themselves and make themselves so much stronger mm-hmm. like like you said the hustle you don't have to like if you know yourself and you know what what's good and what's not for you yeah, yeah. 
Like I, I had a conversation with a client recently and she's like, yeah, I'm like sleeping three hours a night. I was like, why? And <laughs> we talked about it and I was like, okay, well, I'm not giving you any homework. All I want you to do is literally sleep an extra 15 minutes a night each, each night oh. and then add 15 more minutes the next week. Like you've got to get to a full night's sleep. And she was like, wow, you really want me to take care of myself? I was like, yes, yes, I do. Wow, shocking. No, that's so good. And that says so much that you actually care about them. It's like, yeah. I'm not, we're not even going to talk about business for a second. I just want you to get back to you. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, the thing is, it's like sleep is a torture technique, like yeah. sleep deprivation. So it's like, don't torture yourself. Like, you know, your business is still going to be there. Like, yeah, I understand there's deadlines and this and that, but it's all self-imposed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it so. Matters. Is there a certain type of coach that you help? Like if you're, if you're helping coaches with. Any- um, so I typically work with any service provider, as long as they're a female identifying service provider. Um, I have found that service providers are typically the, the best for me to work with um, as that's what I used to do. And um, I understand that business so much more than like a product-based business. Now, if somebody had a product-based business and wanted and was like adding like, oh, I'm doing coaching about how to make this or, you know, services regarding that, like that could definitely help. But service providers are, are definitely my um, focus area. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I think for, for both of us, you know, I, I help women who are not even there yet, who might not even know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I help them like get to that point and then we can like bring them to you or like have you, you know, I'd really identify like who they are and like what they can do with themselves. So that that's definitely something to think about. I'll have to plug you in like at the yeah. end of each week. Um, but I would love to chat about real quick too, before we wrap this up, just like when you were transitioning in like out of higher ed into business coaching, like how did you just like, were you just so set on that decision or were you, did it take some time to give yourself that permission to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to do my own thing. (laughs) I mean, it's funny because this is the first time in my life. I did not calculate risk. I was just like, (laughs) I have to do this. It's like, I mean, I was like, if this fails, I will go get a job at a grocery store, but it's not going to fail. I I had no safety net. Like I used to say like, you know, oh, women that do this, they have a husband that has a really cushy job. So if they fail, they'll just figure it out. Well, my husband, I'm the breadwinner in the family. There was no safety net. Like, I mean, thankfully my husband's very supportive and has always believed in me and, you know, all that good stuff. But it's like, yeah. Wow. Like I just had to do it and, you know, fail forward. Cause I, I mean, I, I think failure is a good thing. Like you've yeah. got to, you fail to grow and learn and yeah. all of that. So yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that too, in a podcast, in a clubhouse meeting, um, in a clubhouse room, you had mentioned like, yeah, no, I just, I wasn't, I didn't have a plan. I didn't have like everything set up. I didn't have anything that was like, okay, yeah, we're going to transition slowly. You were like, no, I'm just going to do it. And I think that's really brave and courageous and it takes vulnerability. And it also, like you said, you have support and that's a huge thing. My husband is so supportive as well. And I think it just says volumes. It's like, thank God. And you know, he's, we're not, I'm the breadwinner as well. And it's just like, I want to be like, give me it. I I like it. (laughs) 
I like it too. I like the, I like being super like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. I'll, I'll, you know, he's, he's like my sugar baby and I'm his sugar mama, I guess. <laughs> but we both follow our dreams and it, it's- Supporting actor. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so funny, but it does, it does say a lot about who you are, just diving in and trusting yourself because a lot of us as humans, you know, tend to not trust and not have that faith because we can't see yeah. the outcome yet. And, you know, well, it, and here's the other funny thing. I remember I was like saying bye to everybody at my university and I went and I said bye to one of my um, colleagues and he was like, you'll be back. You'll be back in higher ed before long. And I left and I was like, no, well, bye. I was like, that, yeah, that, that literally like, Thanks for that seed because that just like sparked everything. I was like, nope. Prove nope. them wrong. Prove them wrong. And I just had a great conversation in Clubhouse now that we're talking about it. Um, I think it was two nights ago. And one other coach and I were just like, you know, the the percentage rate of people that go and start their own thing and leave their nine to five, they actually end up going back to a nine to five. And I'm like, I refuse that cannot happen. That cannot happen and will not happen. Like if I'm jumping out, if I'm taking this huge yep. risk and, you know, letting go of my master, not letting go, I'm always going to have my master's and yep. my education, but letting go of that title and that, and that whole thing, I'm not going to let myself fail. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that, that was kind of the thing for me. I was like, oh, I'm doing Pinterest. Like I have these degrees, like I have a bachelor's, I have a master's, like I have these pieces of paper. What good is this for me now? And now I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm using my degree again, you know, and it feels so good. And I mean, I'll be honest, like this fall, I was so unmotivated. Like I was just like, I don't care about my business. I don't care, whatever, you know, um, and I, had, I like, I was like, I want to apply for this job. There's a local community college and it was like small business center. I was like, this is perfect. I can, I, this is a perfect job for me, blah, blah, blah. So like apply, get everything done. I get to the part where it's like, submit your cover letter. I was like, mm, never mind, just kidding. <laughs> so funny. Oh, that's so relatable too, because you're just like, how bad do I actually want to write a cover letter yeah. right now? Well, and I got to thinking, it was like the pay... You know, I make more than that. Like, you know, I just need to get my butt in gear again, you know? So yeah, it was, it was really a funny moment. I was like, I don't need this job I, yeah. because then I'm going to have to get up and have to be at an office by like 8 a.m. And I don't really want to have to do that anymore. Yeah. And we're real close. Like, no, oh like oh I'm trying God. to declutter right now. And I'm like, when's the last time I actually wore a dress? I do not even know. Why do I have these dresses? I don't know. They need to go. Goodbye. My whole thing is blazers. Like I have so many blazers and I love dressing up. I love like being so classy to work, but I'm like, I haven't done that in over a year and I really haven't even thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like having to do your hair and your makeup and like getting ready and being presentable and like being on all the time. I'm like, no, I get to I mean, I still work and have a great day and I'm up and working, mm -hmm. but I'm also enjoying it because I have space to breathe or I can make a cup of tea and like enjoy it and yep. take a break for 15 minutes, go outside, play with my dog. Uh -huh. It's like, it's, it matters. It really does. I feel like a lot of people have realized that within the last year and it, it's a great thing. I think mm -hmm. it's great. I don't, I don't regret a thing. <laughs> 
anything no i will live in my leggings and my t-shirts and not think twice about it (laughs) also shoes like i haven't worn some some shoes like i don't wear shoes at all during the day like i wear Mm -hmm. socks all day long and slippers too but the shoes that i have i'm like they can go like i'm not yeah 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 I mean yeah I mean I have my hiking shoes I have my gym shoes and I have my chacos and oh and my Rothy's that's what I wear on a regular basis yes I used to wear my cute little brown boots all the time like I mean even when I had my office and working for myself before um my dad passing COVID happened like I would go to my office and I would look cute and I would wear makeup and these boots and you know and now I'm just like whatever I know it's like our husbands are like what happened (laughs) (laughs) now my still like my still like you know he's like you don't need to go buy all this makeup for this photo shoot you're doing like you look fine I'm like you don't realize how this is gonna look in pictures (laughs) it's different on zoom but like yeah (laughs) when we go back to I mean if we ever go back to like meeting people and having, you know, I hope to have coffee chats and like meet you one day and like have a retreat and do all these things and conferences. Like I hope to do that. But also I've noticed that when I go out on the weekend or have dinner with a friend or whatever, I'm like exhausted. And that's never, that's never happened before. I'm never not, I'm never tired from being social. That's like, that usually energizes me. And now I'm like, Whew, we're good for like two weeks. Like I'm going to be home next weekend. Like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause then I think a part of it is the lifestyle you get used to. Oh know? yes. And these like, I mean, I haven't ate inside a restaurant since last yeah. March. Like yeah. I begged my husband last night. I was like, can we just go in and eat? He's like, no, I don't want to have to do that. And I'm like, come on. Oh, you don't have not- to wear the mask at the table. And he's like, nope. But it's not even enjoyable anymore. I, we were just out to eat last night and I like literally we eat in my breakfast, lunch, and dinner every single day, Monday through Friday, at least. And we cook and we love it and it's fresh. And the only thing I was saying last night, I was like, dinner sucked. Like I hate, I hate eating out now. I'm like, mm. it's just, I'm not comfortable. You have to be kind of nervous about whatever cleanliness, drinking from their glasses, using their utensils, and you can be so crazy about it, but it's also their food's not that fresh. You know, it's, you know, probably not as fresh as it could be or as clean, like cooked with clean oils as you wish. And it's like, you know what, let's go home. Like, let's actually go home and eat. Yeah. Yeah. We do a lot of pickup. Like, I mean, this was so Part of my health journey is I eat really good all week and then Saturdays I have my like relaxed meal so we went and we had Italian last night but you know we always pick up and come home or eat in the car and I mean it was really really good but I didn't even think about like the silverware and the glasses and now like I'm like yeah I think I'll be good tonight but really like (laughs) it's it's things that we did before that were like oh what like I put my hands in a bowling ball and like ate french fries afterwards like can you imagine what like the thought that we did we didn't even think and now we're like oh my gosh yeah yeah <laughs> uh yeah, I'm I'm a little crazy put my hand in a bowling ball that's like the quote of this whole podcast episode it's now right. I just I think about that all the time I'm like the things we did before we were conscious about like, uh, have you seen the meme about like blowing candles out on a cake and then everybody oh. ate it oh yeah 
Oh, like, it's just crazy. I know because my birthday was in November and we all got like, I celebrated it with like my, my sister-in-law, my cousin and my dad, we all have like November, December, and we all got our own cupcake and we blew on our own cupcake. And I was like, oh, this is fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we just kind of got, got off on a tangent, but I love it because it's real and yeah, this, this yeah. Is real life, and we're living it. And it's just so funny to connect on that level, but so obviously this is Tal's Tips Empowerment Podcast, but today it is Nicole Saunders Podcast, and I would love if you shared a Nicole tip with us today, and it can be about whatever you want, whatever business or personality or even just life in general. <laughs> so I think the biggest thing I see holding, especially women back in business, is self-sabotage mm -hmm. um, because they can go, it's like, Hey, I have insomnia, so I'm awake, but instead of working on my business, I'm going to go do 45 loads of laundry so I don't have to work on my business, you know? Mm -hmm. So whatever thing you're sitting on, whether that's an Instagram post, a TikTok, a reel, this really great idea that you want to launch, but you're waiting for validation, you're waiting for it to be perfect or whatever, you're scared to publish it because your idea is going to be out more just freaking do it. Like just publish it, post it, tell somebody about it. Like quit waiting because life is going to continue and it's going to be 10 years from now. And you're going to wish you would have done that thing. So just do it and put it out into the world and it's going to be great. Like don't keep sitting there and, and living in mundane complacency. Like just go do the thing. Yes. They, yes, that is everything because I have always felt I'm just going to do it and judgments never really held me back, which is odd, but it hasn't. I was always taught to just go and just go for it and do it. And you only get one chance and one life. And, and if it doesn't work out, it's feedback. Like you were saying, failure is growth and you learn from it. It's all feedback. So mm -hmm. there's no wrong, there's no wrong decision. There's no wrong way. You just go and you learn and you pivot if you want to, if you feel like it's not aligning with your heart and your soul and your situation, you can yeah. change. And I, I love that. And I love talking all about imposter syndrome and self-sabotage and all of those things. Are those things that you talk about with your clients often? Yeah. 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 Um, and that's, that's really what I, what my retreat was, well, was planned to be around was isolation, imposter syndrome, and shiny object syndrome. But I've found like self-sabotage that's like impacts all of us. And like, it's just so easy to hold ourselves back or, you know, whatnot because, oh, I'm too scared. I'm going to be good. I'm too scared. I'm going to be successful. If I make this much money, that means I have to pay extra taxes or whatnot. Or, you know, if I really start doing this, I'm going to miss you know, I'm going to have to leave my job or whatever, but it's like all of those things will work themselves out. Like don't overthink it so much that you are like afraid to take action. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah and I always say like, you know, action equals results or action yeah. equals motivation. You can't just like get motivation and then take action. You got to like, just start, just get up, just show up and do it. It's kind of like going to the gym. It's like, Oh, you know, the hardest part of going to the gym is walking from your car to the daggum door of the gym or putting on your tennis shoes. Like, yeah. but honestly, that's the easiest part. <laughs> like 
but for whatever reason, it's the hardest part. Oh yeah, it is. And you talk yourself out of waking up in the morning, you talk yourself out of you know, waking up early. And we, we just get into this, oh, it's going to be hard. And, you know, I always try to remember everything's hard. If I make money that it could be hard, like you said, mm-hmm. I'm going to have more taxes to pay. I'm going to have more bookkeeping, more bookkeeping to do yep. more, more people to serve and it's like that could all look hard but you get to choose your hard yep you get to choose your hard yeah oh love it love it so much so Nicole this has been such an enlightening and just like again real raw and authentic conversation yeah thank you so much and where can where can our listeners find you yeah so the best place to find me is on my Instagram um so it's at Saunders S-A-U-N D-E-R-S underscore says S-A-Y-S. Um, so Instagram, feel free to DM me. My DMs are always open, um, except for the spammers, <laughs> but um, which I don't know. I guess I'm like getting popular now. I'm getting a ton of those at the moment, but um, you know, they come in waves. So yeah, if you ever want to reach out, feel free to connect with me on Instagram for sure. Awesome. And Clubhouse as well. Definitely find us both on Clubhouse. We, we love to have just again, real conversations with real humans and they can bring you to people like Nicole too. So Mm -hmm. it would be amazing to connect with her and even be a client of hers one time, one day in the future. So thank you again. Thank you so, so much, Nicole. I hope you have a lovely rest of your day. And this episode uh, was so good. Thank you again. Of course, of course. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all so much for listening. It seriously means so, so much to me that you are spending your time wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, whatever you're going through in life, you're taking the time to listen to my life and the guests that we have on here. And we're all just connecting on that level. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. If you or someone you know would like to be featured on Tal's Tips Empowerment Podcast, please just email talstips at gmail.com. Again, that's T-A-L-S-T-I-P-S at gmail.com. And don't forget to subscribe to TalsTips.com for all updates on worksheets, book club, and coaching programs. Again, thank y'all so much for listening. We'll see you next time.